Hi, this is Dean Winyas here, and this is the Tigers, Tigers, blah, blah, blah podcast with Luke Flanagan and Rich Walker. Thanks for downloading and enjoy the show. Now then, Rich. Now then. We're just having a quick chat about youth players, mate. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that's the excitement of our lives. <laughs> yeah, but I remember, I remember Manny saying around then, he, I think that was around the era of Townsend and Cooper, and he said they're going to they're gonna take a big step up in the next year or two. Mm. And like I said, we've, we've actually chucked away players. I mean, obviously, Connor Townsend went on to be a really good player. He's just signed, signed a four-year deal at West Brom, I think, hasn't he? Yeah. Well, I think Timon's going to get signed to another deal because he was he mm. didn't, wasn't very good for them at first, but actually he's been very, yeah, he very went, good this season. He went out to Franchise FC on loan, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he, he went all over the place. But he mm. seems... And at first they were like, why on earth have we done anything for you? And then this season, I think he's... I mean, there was always the makings of him. You could see that. He was a decent player. Yeah. Even at 16, 17, when he made his debut in first team, I think you were there, weren't you, Rich, when he played against Rochdale? He did really well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the cup. Yeah. yeah. Was it, was it Berry? Oh, was it Berry? Yeah, Berry. Berry. I don't know if it was Berry, Rochdale yeah. or Berry, but... It was Berry when Chew Brackbomb was, was celebrating like he's scored a hat-trick <laughs> in the World Cup final. <laughs> That's right, yeah. It's absolutely nuts, that lad, What not <laughs> Like Maguire against Samarina. Honestly, I, I think Chew Brackbomb <laughs> may be the greatest celebrator to have ever played for Hull City Football Club. Very possibly. I've, I've never seen any... I mean, he was, do you remember when he was celebrating the, the, the playoffs and he was an unknown oh, yeah. sub? Yeah, he just came on yeah. like... Absolutely diving all other players, didn't he? Turning his shirt around so that he had it. his face, his, like his name facing everybody. It's like, but you haven't really done very much, Tuba. <laughs> like you played about seven games this season. Like, yeah. Not too sure what you're doing, mate. <laughs> oh, bless him. All right. Brilliant. Uh, right. Well, yeah. Welcome to the podcast now, then. <laughs> it's been a while, hasn't it? Yeah, I'm out of practice. Yeah, I didn't know you were talking to me then. <laughs> Forgot how it worked. Yeah, it was better when we couldn't see couldn't see each other in lockdown. We were second guessing what each other was going to say. Now you don't even know if I'm talking to you or, or to Pete. <laughs> it's great stuff. Um, right, so a few things on the agenda tonight. I think um, we were going to talk about Barnsley because wins are few and far between, um, and that was the last game that we'd played. So. I would like to to touch on that, and then I think uh, we may talk about uh, mainly the potential Turkish takeover, and maybe some stuff to do with maybe uh, Grant and uh, and Birmingham coming up. So that's probably the menu tonight, fellas. I think, isn't it? Looks um, like a good one to me. Yeah. So I did. Yeah, I'm having to record on my iPad tonight because I left my headphones at work. Oh, gutted. Yeah, <laughs> so I didn't. I didn't. Right. And I thought, well, I'm not going back upstairs to get the right headphones, so I'm on the iPad. Definitely tonight. not. I've That's disappeared right. for a second now, boys. But a brilliant way of cocking up a podcast. It just my, my phone accidentally just connected to what to one of the Alexas, and then nice. all of a sudden I could hear you two upstairs in my bedroom. 
So I was like, what do I do? So I managed to disconnect and back That's great. I'll, so. I'll keep that back in. I'll keep that. Yeah. I'm not editing that out. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so I was just going to say, Pete, did you... Um, did you go to Barnsley? Because we we decided on the day we was was maybe going to do it, and then we just ended up not doing it for various no. different reasons. But no, I didn't go. I think I think I just I've been broken by the previous <laughs> couple of times. I, I, I told myself like you, I was thinking, oh, maybe I'll go Barnsley. And the next one I'll go, and then the, about the most amusing thing about the Luton game was just singing, "We've got the ball, we've lost the ball." Yeah, um, that, that was still a personal highlight of any away game of mine. Yeah, and I just, I don't know, I just couldn't face another, you know, Grant McCann mm. masterclass. Um, and then it turned out to be, you know, we all deserved it, really. We, we all thoroughly deserved them to go and win for abandoning it, just like that. Yeah, yeah. I am, I, I, yeah, I am glad I invested in a VPN so I can watch I follow occasionally. Yeah, I, I did the same that day. And as much as I was glad that we won, I couldn't really enjoy it because I felt like I put the miles in to have earned, like you know, earned a lo- that a Luton win. win. Yeah, yeah. We like we went to Luton, should have should have got some there to cheer about because we, yeah. we'd done the two hundred and fifty odd mile round trip. And so, then, like, yeah. I was I was pleased for the win, but I'll be honest, the fact that I wasn't there, it was a bit like ashes in my mouth. Mm. <laughs> I think I sent yeah. I sent you one text saying, "Oh bloody hell." Knew this had happened if we didn't go, and you just yeah. didn't tell me about it. Didn't hear from the rest. Didn't hear from your rest of the night, did I? I no, I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, I was chuffed, but I was just. I was also a bit upset with myself. <laughs> it's like fucking hell. You should have gone. Yeah. As, yeah. as you two watched it, and from what I've heard from other City fans, I hate to help pour cold water on it all, but was mm. it partly? And this is what I'm getting from a lot of City fans that it was just Barnsley were unbelievably bad. Oh, they were awful. Yeah. First ten minutes, they looked all right to me. I thought, and I was thinking, well, how are we going to respond to this? Because they look like they're up for it, and and then from there, they just seem to fade really badly. There's a couple of shots that they had tested Ingram a little bit, and you did think, oh, it might be quite close. This one, it's either going to be a you know one-one or nil-nil or something, because it looked like they were always going to score from the first ten fifteen minutes, like you say. But as soon as we started putting the pressure on, they 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 were woeful at the back, weren't they? So we just need to find about another 10 size like this for the rest of the season. <laughs> well, that's it. I mean, you can only play who's in front of you. Can you? you can't really, you know, you can't moan too much. And I do like the way that the first game that we won in a month, everyone was saying it was only because Barnsley was shit. Yeah. You know? you, you take, <laughs> it's a little bit annoying. but You take them where you can get them, don't you? Exactly. Like we can't be too picky. I mean, did, we needed that, though. We needed a, a some sort of confidence boost. And it, it just did annoy me a little bit that we always seem to get really positive results just before an international break. So we yeah. can't capitalise on it. Yeah, second time we've done it this season. It did seem, though, that it was finally kind of a return to form for, for Honeyman coming back mm-hmm. from injuries. And he started to look like his old self. He was very good. I thought he wasn't really challenged that much, but I did think he was much more like the player of last season. Don't know about you, Rich? Yeah, well, I, I... It's just a nice balance to that midfield three. I think they know each mm. other's game and, and they all know their jobs. So I think that contributed as well. But it was definitely influential. I mean, you look at look at that second goal as well. Like you know, Smallwood wins it in the middle. A little flick from Honeyman. Who's marking JKLP there? Like, where, where's your left back? I watched it back again this morning. I was just like, oh my god! Like sometimes you you, you just tear your hair out the city defence. But this was another level. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, normally where's where's our left back or right mm. back? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and also yeah, Coyle, Coyle's going to be out a while again as well, isn't he? Because I know he didn't play. You know, he, did he? 
it's, Emmanuel played that game, but he's 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 had operation, hasn't he? He's he's had some surgery or something. I saw on social media. Yeah, high ankle sprain. I've done mm-hmm. that a few times, and it, it's uh, it's a painful one. Yeah, and he he seems to have spent his time in hospital blocking half the city fans, doesn't he? <laughs> I did, I did. I saw that actually. I, I checked out of pure curiosity, and he hasn't blocked me. So, can you blame him? Really? No, <laughs> I, I, wrote, I wrote a blog saying how he was brilliant, so he unblocked blocked me either. But um, yeah, I, I think some people who go out and tag people into stuff, and then yeah. you know, come out and say that they're a right load of crap and stuff, and, and it's like, well, what, what do you think they're going to do? He mm. seems like a nice enough lad, Louis. So I, I, enough, but... I still, I still think it might not be anything that he, he said to to him. If it's negative about the team, I reckon he just blocks them, and I think he's well within his rights to do that. Yeah, yeah it's fair enough, isn't it? He's got to have something to do when when he's got his leg up. Hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's going through his tweets. Idiot. Absolutely. <laughs> idiot. Idiot. Block. Block. Mute. Block. Not that bad. Mute. Block. That's that's what, yeah. You've got to kill the time somehow, aren't you? When your leg yeah. is plaster. <laughs> He must know that I've got his name on the back of my home shirt because I'm all right. I'm not blocked. So all yeah. three of all three of us are not blocked by Louis Coyle. That'll be the, <laughs> that'll, that'll be the new header, the new bio. <laughs> forget, forget about the amount of listens you've got or That's it. how long you've been established. Just put no, no presenters blocked blocked by Louis Coyle <laughs> since 2021. Definitely. Uh, yeah. So I mean, anything else that. Anyone wanted to mention about the Barnes the game? I mean, it, it did feel good to win again, but it just it felt a bit annoying that they'd saved that performance or the the shitness of the team they were going to play when we when all of us weren't there. It's, it's yeah. also a little it's also a little bit great enough to listen to you know Grant's magic story time for like the last five six <laughs> and then you th- then you thinking now actually what he's kind of describing in the game did just happen. And you're like, this is yeah. like you know the West Brom game where he made out like we were absolutely head to head and we were absolutely fine when we got like a, no, a flicked on throw in and a shot off target in the 93rd mm. minute. Mm. And then you're thinking, oh no, is this the game know, he's been watching for the last yeah, six, this is the game six he's games? Been yeah. seeing and he's finally seen it. Yeah, possibly. Possibly it, it did. I mean, everything he said was was spot on. But I know a lot of the time you you going, I'm not sure. I really think of it the same as what you're seeing, but. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting to see if we can just kick, kind of keep this form up, isn't it? Because, like we say, Barnsley were not brilliant opposition. They may be a bit different when we play them later in the season because they've just appointed a new manager now, haven't they? Yeah, some Swedish under twenty one manager, I think it was. I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't heard of him. No, he's a complete unknown. I think for most people, isn't he? Mm. Unless you know you're one of those kind of self-appointed Twitter experts that knows everybody immediately. <laughs> that was one of the many types of fans that Charlie wrote. Yeah. 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 Know, I've heard about this bloke. Oh, have you? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah big, big fan of Sweden's under-21 zone. Yeah. I, did, I did see, a, there's a brilliant Twitter account, I can't remember what it is, but there's a brilliant Twitter account where um, they go around with sort of Manchester United and Chelsea fans outside the ground talking about fictional fans, uh, fictional players that they've been linked with. And they say, oh, yeah, yeah, I've watched him for so-and-so under-23s. And this is absolute bullshit flying around for people. But it's really good for catching it, <laughs> catching people out. Brilliant. Go, going back to Grant McCann, though, I, I went mm. through a really strange emotion earlier. I was just thinking about, you know, the podcast and whatever. And I thought, you know what? I actually think I feel a little bit sorry for him, which, I, which feels like madness. But he must know what's hanging over him at the moment. Mm. And he must it must be a really difficult and strange working position to be in. I mean, this lad who's 
the supposed next managers just applied for a work permit. And yeah. I think he's—I think he knows that he's kind of, you know, where kind of the Woolworths Newcastle, and he's the Woolworths Steve Bruce. <laughs> <laughs> you must be—you must be thinking, oh well, maybe I'm getting Christmas off or whatever. And it must be a difficult circumstance to work under, even if you are, you know, Sandy Rose number one. Mm. I just say I think that some listeners who are younger, probably beneath the age of twenty, probably have never been to a Woolworths. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Key, key demo references. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely. Mind you, the, the, the type of stuff that we've mentioned is 90s, obscure sitcoms. So I, I think we're probably talking to the right audience anyway. Yeah, but probably. I do, I, do, I, do, I do agree with you. I, I, I've, I've felt sorry for McCann all season. I've, ne- I've never felt any kind of bad thing towards him, just frustration a lot of the time when things haven't that, that he's picked haven't gone right or whatever. But I, I do think he's he's trying to do a job with various different things tied behind his back, so to speak. doesn't help himself sometimes, but um, I do I think kind that of make, feel that like... That makes it hard to feel sorry for him in a yeah, it does. strange way. His, his demeanour doesn't help himself. Um, it's like you say, Luke, um, he's got all of his limbs tied behind his, his back, like, mm. um, you know, one-legged, one-legged man in an ass-kicking contest. Um, and it's... It's the Black Knight in Monty Python, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, he's, he's even bolshier than that. It, it'd, be very, <laughs> it'd be very easy to, to build sympathy, mm. I think. And it's like he's not been interested in doing that. And and then with, as as Pete says, we've got the um, kind of the sword of Damocles of the takeover hanging over his head. Mm. Again, you could say, you know, it's you can feel sympathy for him, but it's just he's... he's Unnecessary prickliness yeah. doesn't help. Really anybody doesn't who help. Can, any, anybody who can pretty much be offended by Mike White and his questions <laughs> make out like his prime David David Dimbleby, and I'm like, mate, come oh, on. Paxman, yeah, your prime Paxman coming from that's that's the bit. I mean, I don't think it's since Nigel Pearson that we've had a gaffer that's been as prickly in an interview as he is. He was he prickly. Really uh, he was prickly, wasn't he? That oh, yeah. Nigel was unbelievable. Bizarre press no, conferences. Yes, no. <laughs> I really enjoyed it when Nigel Pearson did it, though. I don't know why. It, was, it seemed like a different thing entirely. Even, Nigel, was go... another, Nigel was another level, wasn't he? Have you ever yeah. heard on Atletico Mints when they just have, have Nigel Pearson as a bloke who's just constantly asking for people for fights? Is that <laughs> yeah. pretty, just, I will fight you and I will win that fight. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't quite as weird as the you are an ostrich thing because he was Leicester then, wasn't he? But uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, we'll see how long um, McCann does stay in the job. But, I mean, and not to skip forward and talk about Birmingham now, but I, I do think that um, if we did concede early on, I think the atmosphere may turn rather sour quite quickly. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It's almost like you've got two different contingents among the City fans now. Mm-hmm. You've got the ones that go away, even you know, not even every game, you, just occasionally. And their belief seems to be, um, or hasn't wavered quite as much as the home fans. But because the home fans haven't really had an awful lot to cling on to, mm. it seems like there's a real lack of patience there. Um and again, it's like it's like you said earlier on the fact that we've had an international break again after another 
another possible new dawn. It's it's like that momentum stops and you haven't got that rhythm of going like, well, we won last week. It's like, well, it's another two weeks and that feel-good factor just disappears a little bit. Mm. Um, it does make it more difficult for the team, I think. What are we thinking of the takeover then? Because, I mean, <clears throat> we've been here before, haven't we? But do we think it feels different this time? It does. And I mean, I think a lot of it's now started to happen in the kind of wide open space. You know, he's, he's mm. being very open and frank about what's going on and he's sitting next to the alarms as a smiling. And it's hard to imagine it's not going to happen. But again, I was thinking about this earlier and I was thinking it's a bit like, you know, when you're a little kid and it's before Christmas. And you're thinking to yourself, you're, you're almost, you've almost got your City Away kit on and you've got your Scale Extra ready. <laughs> and I feel a little bit like that at the moment. You're like, so if this doesn't happen, it's if we get, you know, a, I don't know, a, some socks and quality street, we're going to be absolutely in bits. <laughs> and it just feels a little bit like you kind of don't want to think it's done, but it does, for all intents and purposes, look that way. And the fact that he's putting on his Twitter, like now, I mean, he hasn't done that until very recently, has he? Even though they'd filmed, I think that original video that surfaced last week was taken in May, wasn't it? When he'd first mm-hmm. come, but obviously he's come back this week and then he's spoken to, I mean, it must be refreshing for Baz Cooper to speak to somebody from the club for a change. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it must be weird for him. He's, he's banned from all press conferences. <laughs> he can't even join in, even virtually. So it must be breath of fresh air for him. But um, it does feel like we'd never got this far before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like mm-hmm. oh, for him, like, oh, this is what I do again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's strange. I've had almost the same thought as Pete, really. I was thinking about it today, Um and it was nice to hear from him, like in the paper. But at the same time, we've been through it before where people are taking over the football club and they tell you all about their grand vision and themselves and what great guys they are and so on and so forth. Mm. And it's, it's, it's a case of like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Mm. So to Take these things with a pinch of salt now. Show me, don't tell me. That's, that's where I'm at. So... I'm feeling hopeful and positive. It's like it needs to happen for the for the, the good of the club because, you know, we're stumbling on um, like aimlessly as we are. So it needs to happen. And from my point of view, I will welcome it as and when it happens. But at the same time, I don't really want to be promised the earth. It's like, just do it now. Because the yeah. Lambs promised us the earth, didn't they? They, mm. they had all those brilliant sound bites when they took over about football being like air and five pound tickets and so on and so forth. Mm. So just, just do it now. <laughs> football being like air. Jesus, how did we ever fall for that? I know. <laughs> We're such but, mugs. But at the time, everybody was like, oh, I really like the sound of this. <laughs> Bloody quality. Let's get the Egyptian flags out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, I wonder if you could double down with a fez you had from last time and just wear it again. <laughs> Apparently, they're offensive to Turkish people, I've read. Oh, dear. Right, well, all right. It did give me a little bit more confidence when he seems to have gone um, legal shoplifting at Tiger Leisure this week. Oh, yeah, he's right. He had, a, he had an away shirt in there. I always managed to get that. Maybe one of the uh, players' ones. 
You see, was- Andy Metcalf said, this will be me when I realise I've got like 10 days left to spend 500 points. Yeah, yeah, yeah I did see that. I thought it was great. And then there's absolutely no guarantee that he'd keep the same system as well. So people will be left with all these points they could get for a call with them. <laughs> well, they can't really get much at the minute. Everything's out of stock. Yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty much right, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he, he did seem to take half the shop with him. Mm. Maybe that maybe that accounts for the stock loss, but yeah, uh, he's got half of it, and I've got the other half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got... I, th- I think it's also clear that he's got a level of backing from somewhere. I mean, I don't think he's short a few quid, but I think he's got a level of backing behind him, which yeah. means that sometimes some of the alarm twists and turns, and oh, actually, can you give us, you know another this this amount for the for the stadium management company etc cetera, etc cetera. you do hope that it just it's just such a drop in the ocean to some of these people they'll be like fine um because that's what it'll take yeah and stadium management company is is a big big point isn't it because yeah. that's one of the things that i know he's being discussed as part of the deal but you'd hope that's not a stumbling block that'd be my only kind of reservation i think yeah, it would be for me as well. I know I was talking to my father-in-law a couple of weeks ago um, and it was something that he was concerned about, you know, would they still be involved yeah. um, if if the stadium management company wasn't on the table? And hopefully that does get pushed through because you just don't want the alarms involved at all. Cause, you no. know, the, Clean break, like, isn't it? Yeah, the, the, they're not particularly great with Hull FC and I know that people complain about Hull FC and, you know... Liverpool and that connection and so on and so forth. I don't care about Hull FC at all. I I don't. I I couldn't give a monkey's about really either the the rugby league teams. It's not what I'm into. But for the good of the city, you want them to have a positive relationship with whoever runs the stadium and at least be able to prosper. You know, just for the good of the city, speaking magnanimously, you don't want these these people to kind of A, be able to influence like the other tenant of the stadium in that way. And B, if they're that spiky with Hull FC, what would they be like with us afterwards? You don't yeah. know, do you? And stories like the one where FC were the first people back in a stadium and how it was an absolute tip. And it has it was an absolute has tip. degenerated quite rapidly, actually, at times. And yeah. it sh- really shouldn't have after this amount of time. And so things like that. I mean, you know, I feel the same way as both of you, especially about FC. But ultimately, you know, they have got, you know, little old ladies and little old fellas going and kids going. And mm. there's nothing wrong with that. And they deserve treating better than that just as just as fans of a club. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it is the, one of the things that I don't think I'll ever disagree. I mean, I disagree with LFC fans on many points, but one of them is is not is the, about the state the stadium was in. I mean, I don't think... It was filthy when we went for that Mansfield friendly, wasn't it? Oh, it's just, I mean, I'd, I hadn't been in that side. I'd only been sort of West Upper when I'd covered games, but even that's a disgrace. It's just, they've, they've not done anything with it. Um, and in that Mansfield game, there's only like two bits open, South and North. I mean, North was open to away fans, but South wasn't open at all, was it? I can't seem to remember. Um, and the same for that Cup game against Wigan. They'd only opened the sides, aren't they? They hadn't opened south at that point because they were trying to save money on stewards by the look of it. So they, they could just concentrate them in one area because they knew they weren't going to get a massive attendance for that. But now obviously you've got season pass holders. I don't It's just that the seats haven't been repainted or even cleaned in many years and it just, it looks a bit forlorn and 
unkempt. It just yeah, to... even underneath, like on the concourses, it's mm. it's it just starting to show it's that it is you know twenty twenty years old, twenty years old. It's like Pete says, it it it, it needn't look that way, but it just hasn't no. been invested in. It just hasn't it hasn't received the love that it probably needs to keep it looking like the stadium that it you know that it is that mm. that we know it can look like. It's, it's still a Premier League stadium to all intents and purposes. It just needs a bit of TLC. Yeah, and it doesn't take much though. That's the thing, does it? No, that, that, it doesn't. It's, it's their own fault that that's happened. No. It's through their own it's... negligence, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a visual representation of the club, isn't it? It's just kind of like managed decline. Mm-hmm. And I think hopefully what we're looking at in all of this pulling this all together is is a perfect storm which is they haven't hidden the fact and this this is why people who are still pro the ownership at the moment are missing are missing out to me which is they've made no secret they don't want to own this football club they don't want to be in charge of this football club they want to offload it they want to go we want them to go the stadium and the team need the investment the city Mm. needs the lift you know even hall fc need somebody dealing with them in a different way you know, change needs to come, and ho- hopefully, as like I said, it's a perfect storm, and everybody involved on either side of it will make it happen. Fingers crossed. Um, what do we think about the upcoming Birmingham game at the uh, the weekend, then, boys? Any positive thoughts for this after last week's? Well, week before's result was decent, but can we can we replicate that? <sighs> They're strong away from home. Are Birmingham going to be as bad as Barnsley? I doubt it. I think the, <laughs> any, the, the, the bit of optimism I've got, there you go, well, we'll, we'll, we'll go out with the optimism first. The bit of optimism <laughs> I've got is since the 2020 collapse-a-thon, mm. since that happened, there's only really Middlesbrough at one side that we beat and then Birmingham, if you remember, we smacked them at the KCON when we were still doing well. Yeah, and then scored, we actually got a three-three draw there, and actually played quite well. We should have won. We should have won that game. Oh yeah, still, still annoying about that game. And actually played well, which was you could you could have said maybe two or three times from the restart, maybe twice. James we Scott scored. Well. James Scott actually James scored Scott in that scored game. A header. He did, and we all <laughs> thought he looked like an half-decent place. It was first started at. Have you seen the Hips fans talking about him? Yeah, yeah. They want to send not, him back already. They, they say he's not fit. The manager said he's not fit, I think. That's why he's not playing. It doesn't look good up there for him at the minute, does it? No, it, not it, at all. He needs, to, um, he needs to decide what he wants to do with his life, in my opinion. Yeah. Do you want yeah, to be a professional that... footballer, son, or not? Because if you yeah. don't, find something else. And if you do, knuckle down and work hard. Birmingham are not a bad outfit. They're, ultimately, though, they are managed by Lee Bowyer. And if Ugh. you, and if you yeah. talk to Char- Charlton fans about why they're glad he's gone, Mm. He's not always tactically the, the cleverest. They, I'd expect mm. them to be more direct than they used to be. Well, they have Troy Deeney up front, don't they? I assume yeah. it's just going to be balls up to him and he's going to try and elbow Greaves in the face. Exactly that. So yeah. may, maybe if we if we perform at the same level we did in the last game, you've got to fancy, give us a, a chance at getting some points. And I mm. think at yeah. the moment, anything, you know, a, a draw would be, would be fine by me because it, it kind of keeps us ticking over and keeps mm. us in contact. Yeah, I'd I'd agree. I, I'd... I'm looking at the the home and away performance tables for both sides, hmm. and not to want to end the optimism fest. <laughs> <laughs> we all love a bit but of optimism, but we we are the worst home side in the division by you know a long uh, shot, a long some, shot. Yeah, <laughs> couple of points, 
And Birmingham are sixth best away team in the league. Yeah, they they they're not bad, are they on the road? No, so they they played they played eight games away and won three and drawn two. So not, yeah, it's not a bad record. They're, they're not shabby. Um, so if if um, if as you say, look, they are just going to try and uh, give us a bit of a beast in. Mm. That's that's kind of how we're Achilles' heel at times. We are we're too a, nice. We're a nice team. We are. I, I just mm. want to see Deshaun Bernard start throwing some elbows down and giving them back. The way that the forwards seem to get away with it all the time. Billy yeah. Sharp was the same, wasn't it? Well, more than Bernard, I want to see Greaves giving people a bit. Yeah. He's, he's six foot plus. He's a big mm. lad. He needs to start, you know, putting him, put, putting people on the backsides. Yeah. They're, both, they're both 2021, though, aren't they? And they're both a little bit naive. There was that discussion on Twitter, this week, <clears> wasn't there, where somebody had laid into... Bernard a little bit and some you're sticking up for Greaves and I'm not I quite sure very what very similar I they're think very they are similar, similar both really talented technically gifted lads who need to basically get a bit more edge to their game because I watched Mitrovic do do that to Greaves and to Bernard for Fulham and obviously as we said Billy Sharp just ran them ragged mm. and they've got to, they've got to develop this edge to the game and it has to be a little bit of a nasty side to be perfectly mm. honest it's it's the dark arts though as well it's it's making sure that you can hold on to and win the ball when the ref's not looking and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff they still need to learn don't they and like you say they're young but I want to see a little bit more of it um it seems to be it's only Smallwood who's like the walking yellow card will always put his foot in, but he he, he he always ends up getting pelters from City fans for doing so. Anyway, so. Yeah, the thing with Smallwood, the way that he picks up his bookings, I don't think he necessarily goes about it in the same did, way that, that like Ashby would. Yeah. You, you yeah. know, it's it's not like the inspiring, crunching challenge that, no, that it's kind a, of it's rallies a silly the crowd. Trip, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's sort of the... Um, it's it's like an error rather than something where it's like, come on, let's get stuck into him. Yeah. I think I think the sneaky shit house is Honeyman, who as soon as he came yes, on that yeah. Sheffield United game, laid it on one of them. And he could have he could have got sent off the that game. He was just yeah. he was too wound up, wasn't he? He reminded me of me whenever I try and play football. <laughs> Richfield testament to this. But come least, on. Yeah. He was the first person at that point in weeks who'd actually laid it on somebody. Yeah. I've seen him do it a couple of times and then then walk a line afterwards, and mm. I think we could we, we we need that to be a little bit more infectious. He was great we, at that last year. He was yeah, really he was. good at that. But if we if we had one thing that we need to pick up in January, and we've we've said this, and it's been blatantly obvious from the start, which is we need a kind of a twenty twenty one version of like Tommy Elphick at the back. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was, uh, with the the Ashby Smallwood thing. We we've had this habit. I think ever since, really since we got into the Premier League the first time, of kind of looking back um, at players that we've had in the past and saying, well, we could we could do with a modern day equivalent of him and kind of not really acknowledging the fact that these players were sort of like um, the cream of the crop for City, really. You know, mm-hmm. like Wayne Brown is the, the obvious comparison for the, the centre-backs. Like we need a Wayne Brown because we had the effect that he had on Michael Turner, Turner. Mm. you know, it was really obvious. But Tommy Elphick, I think, is a really good one because it was kind of, he was a low-key arrival and we missed him when he went. We missed him greatly, I think. Um, But he had a massive effect on that team. Mm. So something like that, it doesn't need to be like a, like a big name or anything. It's just like... It's the experienced centre-half in it just to go, right, calm it down or... Just, just to talk them through where they yeah, should just, be. Just, yeah, just manage situations in games with them, I think. Whereas at the minute, they're kind of figuring out these situations together. 
So it's it's like like with the the Fulham game, like Pete says with with Mitrovic, it was like he did a number on him really, and neither one of them had somebody to turn to in that game and and kind of like just look for a bit of guidance. It was kind of like they'd look at each other and like p- puff their cheeks out and just like you're on your own, pal. And they were both mm. kind of doing that to each other. Whereas if mm. you get that experience lad alongside them, it's it can kind of turn to him and say. Need a bit of guidance here. <laughs> it says a, says a lot when you've got you know Sean McLaughlin's arguably a more experienced centre half, yeah. and he's coming in because he's older, isn't he? You know, it's not. Oh, I don't know. It's just it, you. We are woefully short of experience at the back. We're not short of good players. I think we have decent defenders. They're, they're both very good players. They're mm-hmm. both very good footballers. It's just, it's. I think this team is is unbalanced in that it doesn't have an awful lot of experience in terms of games played mm. total. And it also doesn't have an awful lot of experience in terms of uh, championship games played. That's that's the one thing I think where you can sympathise with McCann, like we were saying before. He says, oh, we're a young team, we're learning on the job. And he's right about the back line, isn't he? You know, mm-hmm. Especially the two centre-halves or three centre-halves, depending on what mood he's in. Um, Across all levels, all areas of the pitch, though, is right in terms of the championship experience. Mm-hmm. There's, not, there's not, I don't think, one player that you could say is an established championship player. They're all... They've all still got it to prove at, at, at this level, and they're mm. trying to do that together. It's it's a difficult thing for them to do, I think. None of the experience is left now, is it? Because they all didn't want to play at the end of the nineteen twenty season. No. Luke, when you were yeah. there during the the silent season, when you were covering it, <laughs> yeah. Just going back to the point about the back four, I think you've said mm. before that Ingram's quite loud. Yes, he is. Uh, and I certainly heard him in the Luton game. Has any of the other established back four, I mean, obviously you didn't see um, Bernard during that period of time, but somewhere no. between Greaves, Jones, Emmanuel, Coyle, Elder, do you, do you, did you hear much from any of them on the whole? No, definitely not. Um, in- Ingram was the one that absolutely always barking orders, the 100% all the time going, yeah, even if Greaves, he had it and he had, you know, pinged it 40 yards to Wilkes. It was, you know, fucking love that, yo, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Talking them through it the whole time. But the, the only other one who's really loud is Josh McGuinness. And that's right. that's your problem, I think. You, you know, mm. vocal leaders at the back. Um, I think Smallwood, well, when I was covering a lot of the games, Smallwood was injured and wasn't playing. So mm-hmm. there's not an awful lot I can kind of, you know, say, oh, Smallwood is definitely a shouter. He does seem to be, you know, balling at people when I watch on iFollow but it's much more difficult to hear that now um, with, okay. with obviously with people in there with stadiums but yeah it, Ingram's the loudest followed by McGuinness by far yeah. I was going to say at the Luton game you could hear Ingram a lot Ingram yeah. made me laugh at the Luton game where even when the City fans had lost the marbles and were having a go at them he turned around to agree with us which really made me laugh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not since Bo Mile did that at Colchester once when they were going mental at him and because he kept kicking it long when both the fullbacks were on and that was mad Parkinson telling him to do it and he turned around to the City fans at Colchester and went I know lads this is what I'm being told to do and the, and the, and the away fans clapped him because <laughs> But yeah, but Ingram was literally looked, just turned around, nodded, and went, "Yeah, you're right." To the second fans. <laughs> oh god! What I wonder an awful the... reminder of that night at Colchester. Long balls up to Nicky Forster as the lone striker. What a great idea that was! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it'd be interesting to see if he keeps Baxter. I assume he will. Do you change a winning team? I wouldn't. I didn't think he did anything wrong. Um, in fact, I thought he was he he was a positive influence on the game. Yep. I know there were people saying beforehand, you know, why has he changed him? But 
in a team that's performed as we have, I don't think you can look at anybody and say, well, you're an automatic choice. As good, think... as, in, as good as Ingram's been, he has yeah. made mistakes and he's, he's, he's not above um, being dropped. I, I, I think I... Ingram would accept that himself. And I, I thought the, the reaction to the, the change in, in goalkeeper was a little bit overblown for me. It was a bit bizarre, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of like, like we're just looking to get it in for anything. And fair enough, you know, it's... It, probably warranted that people feel that way about him now. Um, but it just, you know, that just seemed a little bit much to me. I, I yeah. would have said, sorry, I would have said that it would have come earlier, that change, if it hadn't been for injury. Because if you look on the last couple of games, where I think Ingram could have possibly, you know, been dropped, Harvey Cartwright was on the bench because Baxter was out with a niggle. So yeah. I think it may have come a few games earlier if it hadn't been for injury. And then I don't think people would have moaned as much. That was just... Something I thought, but I think I think looking back, I was probably one of them people losing me marbles when I saw the side against Barnes. If I'm perfectly honest, in <laughs> retrospect, five changes. The, the reason, the reason, the honest reason for that is, is hand on my heart, he's the only player Ingram that I could turn around. And I think everybody said it. If there was a player of the season, there's nobody else you could give it to. Mm. He's the only one. And I think that's probably why I thought. But you're right. He has made. He's had a couple of horrors. I mean, the goal he lets in against QPR. The mm. first one, I still don't know quite what he's doing, and he's letting a Darby couple of as well. Like that. Yeah, Darby. so he has letting a couple of real stinkers, but he's also the only player that you could all, all, always add to it. He's actually certainly the last ten games, pretty much being consistently good. You look at Swansea, Bur- uh, Bournemouth; those two nil-nil draws, he definitely won us those points. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'd accept that. I just think after a run of defeats, it's it's kind of like there shouldn't be anybody that you're thinking they're an automatic. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Yeah, I yeah. agree with that. I, I don't disagree with either of those points, to be honest. I, I agree with you that that completely now and retrospectively two weeks ago, I'd be fuming at you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> You've had time to calm down. Yeah. <laughs> and we've won, which makes it easier. Yeah. Even though none of us were bloody there again. But we will be there this week <laughs> to see no goals scored. Oh, don't. <laughs> I'm trying to do the reverse psychology thing. Uh, it happened before. We didn't go. Look at it. We turned, they turned up and they bloody won. So. Um, yeah, so anything, uh, any other business for, for chats? I think we've been through a lot of the uh, things that we were going to talk about, but... Um, I guess I guess the big thing is is it's being speculated upon the date, isn't it? Somebody said the Bristol City home game. Somebody suggesting the Millwall home game when it'll be completed. I mean, I think the Reading game is is at the start of next month. Yeah, uh, December fourth. December fourth. Yeah, it's re- that's that's the day when there's the, the mo- most importantly, Rich. That's the day when I shall be handing over the two thousand whole city <laughs> away kit that I painted in and ruined to you. Um, I, know. I can't believe that was a decision that you made at one point. I know. <laughs> you painted I mean, you painted in a city shirt. I mean, how has my life slid so far out of you in the mid-2000s? I think it was before retro stuff was really cool. So I've just thought, oh, I'll put that on, you know. Next thing I know, it's, it's not ruined, but, you know, you can see you can see a little bit of paint on it. Which but, yeah, shirt is it, I, I just Which don't... I, 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 I want to go back and, like, punch 32-year-old me in the face. <laughs> I think we all want to go back and punch our past selves in the face for one reason or another. So you're not alone in that. Why didn't you buy more of those shirts then? <laughs> Why are you now spending thousands a year with Whole City Retro? Why don't you just get one and keep it in the bag? Why? <laughs> go back and get all original Star Wars gear in boxes. <laughs> you could sell them to Les. He'd pay thousands. <laughs> 
bad Jim. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, we'll, I guess we'll see. Um, I'll be at the Reading game is the next one I'm going to go to. Um, and I, th- I think we're all just collectively holding our breath um, and, you know, Googling what show to Ravalazzi is up to. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and it's, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, City are going to have to go some to stay up. Even if the takeover goes through, if there's, you know, free chips and beer for everybody and, you know, everybody <laughs> has a, a right old lovely time, we've got to get two or three key players in in January and we've got to almost have a playoff run to stay up. Yeah. Yeah, we do at this point. Unless any, that, other, any other teams go Reading and Derby's way and have points deducted. That's yeah, the only other hope. No, no one the words out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, mate. <laughs> we are, we've got but we've got back into it now. We know what each other was going to say as opposed to the start. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be Ehab's leaving present minus nine points. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the way, lads. Yeah, I can't pay this EFL loan off, so best run club in the league. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. What, what are they saying? The Millwall at home, I think, was that was people's... speculated, wasn't it? Yeah, Millwall and Bristol City. Yeah, because I mean, that's so it's Birmingham this week, and then is is it Cardiff in the week next week? It is Wednesday night, yeah. And then and then it's the Millwall after that. So yeah, right Cardiff's huge, November. isn't it? Looking yeah, forward to that one. It's absolutely huge. I wish I could go. It's just the kind of mental thing that I used to like to do in my early twenties: go to Cardiff on a weeknight. But it's it's um. It, 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 the week, the weeknight away friendlies are just mad, aren't they? Really, Car- uh, Cardiff. When you ever watch Cardiff play, they actually look like there's a completely different set of rules to everybody else, don't they? They just <laughs> literally, if they've got a throw in that's even vaguely in the half, they just bomb no, in. Yeah, it's 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 the proper. Well, I thought West Brom would be like that. They weren't as bad as no, that. They were weren't, they? No, but they they bring on a little winger for Cardiff, and he's six foot four. They just they just look like an American <laughs> football team. <laughs> And, and again, Hail Marys from like their own yeah, area. Yeah, just got Tom Brady at the back. <laughs> yeah. You just think to yourself, again, um, the, the Cardiff one worries me because I genuinely don't think that they are a side will go, who will go down. I can look at Peterborough and no. think we can end up above them. I can look at a couple of other sides. Yeah, I look at Cardiff and think you just it's just not working at the moment. But I can't imagine with their finance and with their players, they're going to get less than you know 50 points. Yeah, and you can say that for a few teams that are down the wrong end of the table, can't you? You look at Sheffield United. Yeah. Like, they right, they're seven start, points ahead they? of us. They but, had a bad start. Yeah, and there's Bristol City. Surely they're going to come good. It's Yeah, yeah, you'd, assume, we, you'd assume so, wouldn't you? Hey, we're ended on a real optimistic note here, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Who's better than us? Not them, not them, not them, not them. Oh, yeah, actually. <laughs> there, aren't, there aren't many teams that are, that are worse than us at the moment, but that's that's... Going back to the timing of the takeover, that's one of the things that I think is going to be crucial is making sure that they're in before the transfer window. Mm-hmm. One is that he, or one reason for that is that it gives them time to assess things from a first-hand point of view, so they can look at the squad and they can look at the management if they're inclined to, you know, give McCann even a couple of games to, you know, at least try and suss out what he's about. Mm. The other thing is. They're obviously engaged at the moment, and we read in um, Baz Cooper's article that they've been, oh, yeah, they've been watching the the games. Yeah, even if it's streamed, yeah, yeah. So they, they've got an understanding of what's going on, and they might have their own ideas about what they want to do. But as long as they get in before January, before the window opens, it just gives them that chance to implement it. And I think the thing is, 
if we can stay in touch, even not even get out of the bottom three, but if we can stay in touch at this moment, it just makes us that little bit more attractive to players that would think, well, I could be the missing piece to this and, and, and yeah, help like we, like kick we brought, on a little bit. Like we brought Dino back on loan like, to like keep us up at Cardiff. That yeah, sort well, of season. Similar sort of thing, but I think Dino would have done it even if we were... You know, absolutely cut adrift because it was the yeah maybe the emotional thing for him. The the ties were there, yeah, and he was moving up a league as well. Uh, mm-hmm. More importantly, um, I, think, I think Peter Taylor brought in John Parkin in the first season we'd gone up, and again he was far better than anybody would have ever imagined. Mm. And again, he became a bit of a talisman for that side that season, didn't he? And it's that's the sort of thing we need at the moment. We we desperately need maybe a bit of a talisman up front, and like a, like we said, a bit of experience at the back. Mm. Not far away, just a couple of players, and it would make all that difference, wouldn't it? Yeah, I've I've said from throughout. I don't think we're as bad as our results have been talent wise. People are like saying, "Oh, we're all everybody's terrible." We're awful. Blah, blah, I don't blah, think blah, yeah. I don't think we are untalented. No. I just think we've been rigid and we've been playing in a way that's just been failing. And yeah. naive at times as well, because we've got a young squad. But yeah, And I do, th- I do think with a couple of acquisitions and a little bit more tactical flexibility, Grant. Um, <laughs> that, Sorry. That, that, I, think, I think the side could a better, maybe even if it was only seven, eight points better than they are now, hmm. then seven, eight points as is out the bottom three, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's long been a failing of, of McCann's, to be honest. Um, I think it was Peter Taylor used to say that you'd... Um, either Taylor or Bruce, but you'd respect the point first before you would, um, you know, gamble on all three. And I think sometimes we we overlook that a little bit. And it's like you say, seven or eight points, even four or five at this stage of the season, would be absolutely yeah. massive. If we go to games and think, well, we're not going to get beat first off, rather than thinking, well, we'll go and play attractive open football and get on the front foot. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just need to go places and just be stodgy. Mm. We, you know, some lad put on Twitter, didn't he, after the Luton game, and he put like a, a freeze frame of where the ball was when that goalkeeper made the mess up. And he said, only my side could not have got a shot on target. For oh, is that <laughs> where it's in front of us? And yeah, all and he it... needed to do was like square it to KLP, he could have battered it in. Exactly. And that's the sort of thing that we did under Peter Taylor that season. And that's the sort of thing we'll have to do again, which is not play very well in a scruffy game against Luton, but get an equaliser 10 minutes from time. But I think that's, that's confidence as well. Because I think, you know, if that game comes after the Barnsley game, I think Eves either turns and hits it or squares it. Mm-hmm, it was, it's just so like bereft of confidence you like you can't even capitalize on fuck-ups from the other team mm-hmm. yeah totally and that was that was what was so sort of dispiriting about it because it was like that second half against Luton again didn't play that badly probably played better than they did it was just mm-hmm. didn't mm-hmm. didn't switch on for the first 20 minutes was punished and then could never get back into the game yeah you're right and I think a lot of the time we've we've seen that as well this season, haven't we? You know, Derby game, for example, didn't expect them to be as direct as they were, and then we didn't make any changes for it. Um, they they just had that diagonal over the over the top all the time, didn't they? And it's been so many other games, like even like Coventry, you know, last home game, wasn't it? And they scored early on, and then we just never looked like we were going to break them down, did it? And that was another defensive horror show. Mm. And that was the lowest header I've ever seen. Yeah, he scored. But... <laughs> you know, before before I recalled that um, goal against against us for Coventry, I was just beginning to feel ever so slightly hopeful. I was thinking, do you know what? We're not as bad 
Because I think we are. Maybe we will win on Saturday, but then I remembered how we defended that situation. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, we should have have probably added to the tale of woe how we had to do a goal of the month that included two goals from the under-23. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Big big shout to Pete Fleming for actually recording those and then giving them to the club. Wow. Because there was no official, like, goals from there either. One of the under-23s won, didn't they? Yeah, Yeah, it was Lewis Beckett. Oh, God. I mean, if the, that is just a stick That's for other fans to beat us with, isn't it? Yeah, because we couldn't have KLP's goal because it was an own goal. So that was another one that was shots off. It was I just wouldn't have bothered. <laughs> yeah. Just don't bother with the competition this month because you're just asking for people to take the piss out of us. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should start putting the opposition ones in. <laughs> just a, a goal you've seen at a City game. Yeah. It's Car and Brand for West Brom against us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Slick passing by us at the back. Oh, he's gone straight to the striker. <laughs> Lovely build-up play. But yeah. I, I think, I think the, the the KLP though coming up in a little bit of conversation again. He he's the big difference maker as well. He's been hit and miss. Him and Greaves, especially of two really talented young players, have been finding their feet. It's been a really difficult transition. But if he can kick in and be the player that we think we all see, did look very good against Barnsley. Did look very good. Yeah, um, it's just that he gets double marked, and I don't think he's got enough experience to go, or even enough instruction for him to go right. Swap wings if you get in no joy. Because mm. Grant always says he likes a fluid th- front three, but he doesn't swap them as much as last season, no. does he? No, it's not Malik Wilkes is too tired to go forty yards over. To the other <laughs> <Yeah>. side. <laughs> Are you going to block me now? Any? I like to see Tyler Smith a little bit more coming up because whatever he did wrong, I don't know, but. He'd done something wrong because he weren't even getting in the side and he was fit. So, yeah. And same think, with Longman. Yeah, same with Longman. Yeah, I saw Longman in the Scunthorpe pre-season and he was the best player on the park. He was, yeah, he was yeah. good, especially yeah. through the middle. Agreed. Yeah. And, well, he, he created the goal for Cannon, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And then later on, he's had he's had COVID. He's he's been ill. He's not. Yeah, he had long COVID. I think. Injury. Mm. So he's been all over the show. And then I think he just looked in a little performance against Barnsley, like maybe that's coming back. Mm. Yeah, he did. He, look, he hit the post late on, didn't he? Um, yes. So yeah, he did. He's unlucky that it was a good effort, but, but maybe maybe he's going to see Longman starting KLP one side, and then I assume he'd go McGuinness. But I would kind of like to see um, Tyler Smith start. Yeah, Smith looked all right second half against Barnsley. Looked lively, didn't he? But... Yeah, I think going back to KLP, I think the thing for me that I would like to see out of him is just relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just relax. Trying he's, too hard sometimes. He's yeah. probably feeling a lot of pressure and maybe more than a lot of the squad would because he's a he's a City fan himself, isn't he? <laughs> so I think yeah. he's, he's yeah. probably putting more pressure on himself than perhaps w- he would be receiving from both fans and management. I just want to see him relax sometimes. He's, he's snatched at chances or when he's missed them, you can see that he's really giving himself a hard time about it. And he's... Yeah, he's good enough that it will come. himself on the head and stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, so just just calm down a little bit. Trust your ability. He gets himself in the positions. It's going to come for him. Just, you know, if you relax a little bit, then you maybe don't, your muscles don't seize as much when you're taking a shot or something like that. Just just want to see that from him. Trust himself because he's good enough. It, it'll mm. come. It just, he just needs to relax. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't think, 
Um, obviously, you doubt any young player when they take a step up, and will their confidence go? And will they? Will it not be their turn now? But I, I don't know why. Even though he's been hit and miss, I completely believe that Keane Lewis Passer will be, in the end, too good to stay with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, he'll come. Well, Forza Tigers and all that then <laughs> for the weekend. Um, we'll have to do another one of these soon, I think, boys, because I've really enjoyed the chat. Thanks for uh, thanks for for doing it, Pete and Rich, for reprising your normal role. <laughs> yeah, I've enjoyed that. Thanks for your time, Pete. Yeah, you're really welcome, lads. I'm going to go on Amazon and see if we can get a couple of Turkish flags. <laughs> <laughs> make sure they've got a fire safety certificate. Yeah, yeah make, sure, make sure you don't bring, don't, bring to, <laughs> don't bring them till Millwall, will you? <laughs> Fingers, fingers crossed, Forza. Forza yeah. Tigers. Other Tigers. Cheers, boys. Talk Cheers, to you, boys. Bye. Bye. Wise men say Only fools run But I can't help falling in love with you. Shall I stay? Would it be a sin if I? Take my whole life